Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening to Cinco de Mayo 2021. Today celebrates Mexico's victory over France in the Battle of Puebla on May 5th, 1862. It was a relatively minor battle, and the French reclaimed Puebla a year later, but a symbolic one, because a small Mexican army defeated a larger occupying force. By 1867, Mexican troops had driven France from the country. Cinco de Mayo is not Mexico's Independence Day. That is reserved for September 16th, which commemorates the Grito de Dolores, a priest's ringing of the church bell in the town of Dolores in 1810 that triggered Mexico's War of Independence from Spain. Mexico is just one of 20 Hispanic countries, and lenders know that the rise in overall Hispanic homeownership in recent years played out in first-time homebuyer numbers. Hispanic homeownership in the U.S. climbed significantly in 2020. There are now 8.8 million Hispanic homeowners in the country, according to a report released by the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. That's 725,000 more than in 2019. Viva la raza! Today's podcast is sponsored by Origins. Origins provides integrated origination technology solutions that transform the lending experience. Their end-to-end digital mortgage platform covers the entire lending lifecycle, from application to closing giving mortgage lenders the ability to replace their POS, LOS, and CRM stack with a single modern platform. Or use the modular capabilities of the platform to integrate Origins anywhere in your tech stack, wherever you need to make the biggest impact on your lending. With origination, processing, underwriting, closing, funding, and delivery under one innovative platform, lenders can achieve big results in less time and at a lower cost with Origins. How about some initial public offering news? Lenders aren't the only companies cashing out their existing owners and raising money. Sure, Loan Depot, United Wholesale, Rocket, Guild, HomePoint, and others have made headlines in the last several months by allowing the public to buy stock in their companies and providing a nice return to their owners. Most of the stocks have not done much price-wise since their IPOs relative to much of the stock market, but there is news from a few other corporations. North Carolina-based mortgage insurance company Genworth Mortgage Insurance fine-tuned its initial public offering plans yesterday outlining a potential $496 million debut guided by three law firms and an effort to rebrand as Enact Holdings. All of the shares are being offered by the selling stockholder, Genworth Holdings Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Genworth Financial Inc., and net proceeds from the offering will go to Genworth Holdings. In connection with the commencement of the initial public offering, Genworth Mortgage Insurance has announced that it will rebrand, changing its name to Enact. Separately, LoanSnap raised $30 million for its consumer-centric mortgage platform. True Ventures led LoanSnap's $30 million Series B round, with participation from venture firms including Baseline Ventures, The Virgin Group, and Mantis VC, among others, and individuals including former NFL quarterback Joe Montana, LinkedIn co-founder Reed Hoffman, and Zynga founder Mark Pincus. The fresh influx, which raises the startup's funding to a total of $64 million, will go towards expanding its services in other areas. Today on the podcast, I wanted to welcome... Susan Hartsock, Senior Director of Strategic Alliances for Mortgage at Origins. Susan, how are you doing? I'm good. How's my friend Myrtle? Myrtle, <laughs> Myrtle is, is great. She just does, does Myrtle things all day. <laughs> I agree with her all the time. So. I know. I've, all these people in the industry think they have a crystal ball, but it turns out Myrtle's the only one who really does. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today was meeting the demands of today's borrowers through strategic integrations and connectivity. How have changes in borrower behavior affected the way mortgage lenders need to view integrations and and connectivity? 
today's borrowers are have grown up in the information age. Everything is digital. They grew up with video games and social media and, of course, Amazon and instant gratification. And mortgage is the antithesis of instant gratification. I often thought it would be great if there were a video game pitting a borrower and their dream home against the mortgage process so that, you know, oops, you're in a flood zone. Ding, ding, ding. You lose points. You have to pay for flood insurance now. Or that sunroom that you thought was the re- is what sold the house for you. Ding, 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 ding. Unpermitted addition. Or that RV you just bought. Back to the beginning. Start over. There's so many pitfalls in the integration process. Lenders and LOSs need to look at integrations the way Amazon and Google do. We're aggregators of data, and we need to have a better means of leveraging that data and learning how to leverage that data and being smarter about how we use the data. Yeah, I think there would be a lot of broken uh, video game controllers or TV monitors if, if that was an actual video game. So when you talk about leveraging the data here, <laughs> what are some of the challenges lenders today face when it comes to leveraging modern, a modern integration strategy? Today and historically, there has been no technological standard. You're talking about a ton of different technology stacks, old technology, new technology, and it's very disparate technology. So it's very hard to connect the dots when it comes to integrations. Time for my shameless plug for MISMO. They're doing a tremendous job trying to come up with a standard that we can all talk to, which is huge. But I can give you some examples of challenges. Like what an LOS wants to do is to create a consistent user experience, be it for the consumer or for the lender. And especially when it comes to ordering third-party services, you know, it should be the same every single time. And With a lot of the technology out there, there's a concept called iframe, where the partner is actually inserting their UI into the LOS. The lender pushes a button and a window pops open and they may or may not have to enter additional information to place an order for a third-party product. And 99% of the time, again, those work great, but there are some of those that I've seen where you can click somewhere in that UI that is the iframe and it boots you out of the LOS altogether not a consistent user experience. It's not pleasant. Other examples of challenges are, say you're an LOS and you have an integration with your preferred doc partner and, and disclosures come back and angels sing and bells ring and stuff happens. Archives are created, fields are populated, pipelines are removed from one pipeline and into another and all great stuff happens with a good integration where you're leveraging the data that comes back. And you have a point of sale partner. And they go and integrate with that very same doc partner. So they're expanding the consumer experience. The consumer can uh, now order their own disclosures. But when those disclosures come back from the point of sale partner, it's an inert PDF. And no bells ring. (laughs) Nothing happens. The lender may not even know that they got disclosures back. So we have to have a more holistic view about integrations and the entire ecosphere of partners and how those work. That makes total sense. And I will also give a shameless plug to Mismo. I had the president of Mismo, Seth Appleton, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about how the advocacy really benefits lenders. So I, I suggest people go listen to that. But I want to talk about Origins today. From what I understand, the Origins mortgage platform was built from the ground up, so you didn't have the challenge of building on legacy technology. How did that affect your integration strategy? Let me address first how that affects my partnership strategy, because that's what I love about my job. Starting with a with a newer 
entrant into the marketplace, I didn't inherit a lot of history that I have in other roles. <laughs> so I get to start fresh with all our partners. So I love that aspect of it. But we really took an API first strategy and a data first strategy. We leverage microservices and open API um, to enable more rapid and means to integrate, but also we don't we integrate not just to get the deliverable back, but to get the data back so that we can leverage it for workflow and make it actionable, saving the lenders time and money. The more that we can automate the population of fields, the less manual entry their staff has to do, and the more reliable the data, the more compliant the loan and the faster the process. Susan, thank you very much for, for taking the time. I enjoyed our discussion. Oh, good. I did too. Some days in the bond market are exciting. Other days are snoozers. Yesterday fell into the latter category, although traders reported heavy flows. Treasury Secretary Yellen hit the headlines saying that higher rates may be needed to make sure that our economy doesn't overheat, while Dallas Fed President Kaplan said that he expects inflation in the U.S. around 2.25% by the end of this year. Yesterday we learned that, besides the U.S. trade deficit widening, although both exports and imports increased, a sign of increased demand for businesses and consumers alike, Factory orders for manufactured goods increased 1.1% month over month in March, more than expected after the blip in February was largely a function of extreme winter weather. Per the MBA, mortgage applications decreased 0.9% from one week earlier for the week ending April 30th. During the reporting period in which Treasury yields rose, 30-year mortgage rates were mixed, with bank rate rising 4 basis points to 3.11%, while Mortgage News Daily was unchanged to 3.12%. We've also seen ADP employment for April, a little light at up 742,000 when it was expected up 800,000. Later this morning brings the quarterly refunding announcement from the Treasury, the final April reading for Market Services PMI, and ISM non-manufacturing PMI. Three Fed presidents are currently scheduled, Chicago's Evans, Boston's Rosengren, and Cleveland's Master. Today's MBS purchase schedule sees the desk conducting two operations targeting up to $5.5 billion, 30-year 2% and 2.5%. We begin Cinco de Mayo with agency MBS prices down worse a few 30 seconds and the 10-year yielding 1.61% after closing yesterday at 1.59%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Most people don't know that in 1912, Hellman's mayonnaise was manufactured in England. In fact, the Titanic was carrying 12,000 jars of the condiment scheduled for delivery in Veracruz, Mexico, which was to have been the next port of call for the great ship after its stop in New York. This would have been the largest single shipment of mayonnaise ever delivered to Mexico. But as we know, the great ship did not make it to New York. The ship hit an iceberg and sank, and the cargo was lost forever. The people in Mexico, who were crazy about mayonnaise and were eagerly awaiting its delivery, were disconsolate at the loss. Their anguish was so great that they declared a National Day of Mourning, which they still observe to this day. The National Day of Mourning occurs every year on May 5th and is known, of course, as Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Thanks again to Origins. With the Origins Mortgage Platform, you can offer your borrowers and loan officers a truly modern mortgage lending experience. Discover the mortgage platform designed to evolve and scale with a rapidly changing lending landscape. Visit Origins.com today. That's O-R-I-G-E-N-C-E dot com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.